Hi there, this is Jacob Msipa, the senior pastor of Builders Church. I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast today. And I trust that it will bless and build your spirit. Enjoy the message and God bless you. Let's get into the word. The title of my message this morning is Jesus, my beginning. Jesus, my beginning. Of course, um, the new year is um, an opportunity, I'm sure we all know, to start afresh. It just affords us that opportunity to have a new beginning, you know, uh, because we go through stuff during the year. Some of it, it is good and some of it, it is bad. And, and of course, if you've had a very tough, bad uh, previous year, uh, you, do, you can set a different tone. Uh, um, to the succeeding year, the, the next year, uh, by just making sure that the beginning of that year, you just choose to do the right things. You know, you just put the right things in place just to set the temperature so that the year can be a better year. And even if you've had like a good previous year, the one mistake you don't want to make, it is to assume that things are going to be the same. Because the Bible says we need to be vigilant, Right? Uh, we need to be mesomane uh, because we have our adversary, it says, who is always roaring like a lion, seeking for those whom he can devour. So it's very important, and that's why it is the practice of the church to start off with prayer. The beginning of the year, we pray, we commit the year to God so that God can order our steps, so that God can lead and guide um, us and we are here for that. We are here for a fresh start. That's why we call this service the fresh start experience. We are here so that we can begin good. There's an African saying. Um, I'm not sure how many of us can fully understand Africans, but there's an African saying that goes, uh, uh, If you begin good, then you are already halfway through to victory just to paraphrase it uh, in, in English for uh, some of us who are uh, challenged in this far. So I'm a Delmas boy, so there's a lot of Africans going on there. Amen. Uh, I'm going to be reading from the book of Revelation, chapter number one and verse number eight. If you've got your Bible, you can open them. If not, you can follow me uh, from the screen if um, um, you don't have your Bible. Revelation chapter 1 verse 8, I'm sure it's a scripture that we know, uh, we have read or we have heard these words being sung in a song somewhere. It says, I am the Alpha. This was the Lord Jesus Christ speaking to John, the Revelator. He says, I am the Alpha and the Omega. He says, the beginning the beginning. So the title is Jesus, my beginning. He says, I am the beginning and the end, says the Lord. Who is and who was and who is to come? The Almighty. Father, we thank you for the reading of your word. We pray that you may speak to us this morning. Challenge us, oh God. Renew our minds. Transform our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Well, Bazalan, let me start off by saying there is no great ending. There is no great end result or great end 
product that has always been great. Anything that you see today that is great and you can admire it and you can see somebody who is great, you can see a great business, you can see um, a great family, a great marriage. It has not always been great. That is the truth. And sometimes we try to hide it, you know. Uh, when we get to that stage when we become great, we try to hide it as much as possible that we were not as great. You know, even when people compliment us, we want to give them an impression that we were always great, you know. And sometimes we always intimidate ourselves. And that's why many of us, we are afraid to begin something because we are looking at this great, big, successful thing and we are intimidated by it. Are we here? So every great ending has a beginning. Every great ending has a beginning and it is usually small and seemingly insignificant. Let me say it one more time. Every great thing, every great thing that you can ever see has a beginning. And that beginning is usually small and seemingly insignificant. As the most torturing thing ever. And that's how in most cases God chooses to do things. And I know all of us, as we are sitting here, probably that's why we are here. We want this year to end well for us. We want a great end of the year type of experience. All of us, as we are seated here, myself included. But we need to know and understand that we have to begin somewhere. For this year to be great, it must have a beginning. We must begin somewhere. And like I said, that beginning sometimes looks very small and insignificant as if there is nothing much that is going to come out of this year. Let me even put it like this. You can have a great goal to be in a good body shape this year. Maybe you want to go to the gym and, you know, prepare batini, summer bodies or whatever the case may be so that by the time of December, figure actually who says but and 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 you can have but but at the end of the day you are not going to wake up with a great body just out of nowhere you must begin somewhere you and 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 your beginning maybe will be uh, at a gym and 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 maybe walking or maybe jogging and and your beginning will be your first day for an example and you are going to run you are going to jog and you are going to come back probably sweating you know, and you are going to feel that, you know what, I've worked today, I've done something significant, but guess what? As soon as you jump on the scale, it will look as if nothing has happened. Nothing has shifted, but the key thing is you have begun. That is how beginnings look like. It looks like it's insignificant. It looks like nothing has moved. And many of us, even as we begin with our years, we start off like that. This is the first service. I said to myself, I want this year to be great for me. And I've heard at Builders Church, probably they said this is the year for Jesus. It looks like this year, if it's the year for Jesus, is going to have a great ending. But the beginning is with the first service. 
and the first couple of days of fasting. And let me tell you, your, that kind of beginning is going to look small. As you can see, it is a small beginning. And it is sometimes looking as if uh, it's, it's, it's not promising. But the key thing is it is a beginning. And most importantly, it is my beginning. So if we don't, you know, start somewhere, if we don't begin, even when we are expecting, because desires are not enough. It's a good place to start, but it is not enough. So the, the reality is if I don't begin with something and I don't get things going somewhere, somehow, this year might look the same as last year or even worse. Because sometimes as people, we expect different results by doing the same thing that we've been always doing. Somebody once said, what got you here will not get you there. There are certain things that will sustain you up to a certain extent. That's why life is always that cycle. You start somewhere, you gain momentum and grow, but at some point you're going to hit a plateau. And it depends at that critical point what you do. Because there has got to be a new beginning in order for you to shift and get to the next level. Otherwise, after that plateau, if nothing is done, you can expect nothing but a decline. And ultimately, after a decline, death, <laughs> death <laughs> shall follow. Listen to what the Bible tells us. This was Zechariah the prophet prophesying to the rebuilders of the temple, declaring that the work that they are doing is going to be great, declaring that, you know, this, this, this project that they are involved in is from God and God is with them. But in the New Living Translation, he tells them something significant because at that point, they were busy with something small and something insignificant, and he prophesies over them. And, and, and all, at all times, probably when God visits us, we are expecting him to tell us something that is going to shift our situation immediately, you know, instantly. And sometimes God operates like that. But, but, but at this instant, and just like in so many different occasions, even in our lives, the prophet comes and he says, do not despise these small beginnings because all of us, as we are working on something, our desire somewhere at the back of your mind, you are stuck in this job that is paying you this much. And, but, but somewhere at the back of your mind, you wish you were earning millions to a point that we begin to despise the little that we are getting. We, we begin to cast the little that is happening in our lives. But here is God visiting his people. He says to them, do not despise these small beginnings. They are small. They are seemingly insignificant, but do not despise them. Do not despise them. And maybe you are here. You are looking at a big business that you, you have a dream of and you have this great vision. And here, here, is, here is something interesting about dreams and visions and aspirations and all of those things. When God gives you a dream, he gives it to you in its perfect form. <laughs> like me as a pastor, when God calls me and he says, start a campus or start a church or whatever the case may be, he shows me the perfect version of it. 
And even in our lives, all of us, we've got dreams and we are seeing this big, I mean, <laughs> all, of, all of us as we are sitting here, maybe you, are, you, are, you just got married, you know, and, 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 and when you were preparing, you were, you were looking at this beautiful house in your mind, you were picturing, and little did you know that first day, day number one, you are stuck in some small room somewhere. That does not mean you are not going to experience great results at the end. And, and we might sometimes be, be tempted to despise where we are and curse where we are. But listen to the prophet. He says, do not despise these small beginnings. They are necessary. And yes, many of us, we want a great 2020. As a matter of fact, we wish we were in December somewhere on a boat cruise and just, you know, spending our money that we have already made. But here we are. We are in January. It is the 8th of January. And, you know, there's nothing much that we have done so far. It is a small beginning. And God says, don't despise it. In the Easy English Translation, it puts it this way. Zechariah 4 verse 10, it says, Everyone should know that the day of small things is important. Everyone should know that, that the days of small things, when you are still having a small house, driving a small car, earning a small salary, and doing small little things, the Bible says all of those small things are important. We must know that those small things, they will take us somewhere. They are small, but they will take us somewhere. They say a journey of a thousand miles begin with only one step. Only one step. And sometimes we want to see you cannot run a comrade's marathon if you are just going to be thinking about the end. Sometimes you might not even get there. I've never run one, by the way. This is theory. It still needs to be tested. But, but, but that's how life operates in general. As far as I'm concerned, that's how life operates in general. God gives you something big, something great, a big dream, a big idea, a big business idea. And that's why, Bazalani, if we don't learn to master the small little things, we'll never even get to experience the great things that God always reveals to us. It was... Plato, who was a great Greek philosopher, who said, the beginning is the most important part of the work. The beginning is the, and, and, and we don't always look at it like this. We, 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 we look at the finished results, the end product. We are looking at that, that, you know, ultimate promotion that I am waiting for. We are looking at that business in its perfect form when it is profitable. But Plato here says it is the beginning that is the most important part of the work. And as well, Mary Shelley said the beginning is always today. The beginning is always today. The question is, if you are believing God for great and big things in 2023, what are you doing today? And we have a choice. We can just choose to wait patiently without doing anything today. And there are many of us who live like that, especially as Christians. We love that statement, those who wait upon the Lord, right? I'm waiting on God. 
Here's a shock that you will discover. You will discover that God is also waiting on you. We are waiting on each other. The other one on his corner, at his corner. The other one at his corner. It's like, when are you going to move? When are you going to move? When are you going to move? When are you going? I remember it was Bishop Musasona who preached a powerful message back in 2008. In 2008, I think it was the first time he came to our church to preach. And he said, if you move, God moves. When you move, God moves. When you move, God moves. And, and if you are going to be forever waiting, the Bible puts it this way. Faith without works is dead. As a matter of fact, this is how I put it at all times. I say, faith is not faith unless it drives you to action. The Bible says even demons believe and they tremble. They are not acting based on their faith. They tremble. So if we are not going to consider what we are doing today, we might as well forget about a great ending. Today, what are you doing today? While you are waiting on the great things, expecting, praying for the great things, what about today? Because the beginning is always today. For as long as you can have a great concept of the beginning, but as long as you don't bring it to the context of today, because today says it has to start. And many of us, we've got ideas of good beginnings. I'm going to talk to my husband about this. I'm going to talk to my wife about this. And it's always sitting here. But we don't bring it to today. It, it's always, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to start going to the gym. I'm going to, I'm going to start a business. I'm going to, I'm going to. It's always, it's always in the future. The beginning is there, but it can only be activated by today. Because the, for as long as it's not today, in other words, we must not call it the beginning. Maybe it's consideration. You are still thinking about it. You are still contemplating. But if it, if it is a beginning, it means it has to be today. So even as we are sitting here under the sound of my voice, today can be your beginning. Today can be the best time to begin your journey to this great year that we are all believing God for because all of us, if you have began, you know, phoning your friends, you will hear them on the other side of the line saying, you know what, I believe this is going to be a better year. I believe this is going to be a great year. But at the end of the day, we need to decide today. We need to walk out of this place having decided today is my great time. Today is my beginning. I'm not going to postpone it. I'm not going to think about I'm not going to throw it to the, to the, it is only about, it is only about it today, being implemented today. This reminds me of this Chinese proverb that says, <laughs> the, the, the best time né, of planting a tree was 20 years ago. But the next best time is today. And many of us, we waste more time crying about missed opportunities. You see, we, we, we once did a theme here at church. It was not last year, that other year. Doors, keys, and knobs. And it was about there are certain doors that of your past that you need to decide. It's water under the bridge. 
spilled waters. There's nothing, because there's no, there's no one of us here who has access to a time capsule. There's absolutely nothing that you can do to go to your past and fix something that went wrong in your past. We don't have the power to do that. And many of us, we spend five years wondering if things happen. No, what about today? What can you do today? As a matter of fact, what you can do today can sometimes set you on course to, to be on track and even beyond. So the next best time is today. Not tomorrow. The next best time is today. Don't postpone it. Don't say, oh, well, I'll, I'll start being serious with God. Maybe I'll start next month. Or maybe I'll start, um, you know, I've, I've experienced it many a times where I've wasted a year, always thinking about stuff that I'm going to do. Always thinking, you know, at the, you know those mental notes that we make? It's like, at some point I need to do this. At some point I need to write this book. At some point I need to do this. And there are books that I have, I have saved in my computer that are not released. And they are waiting for me to have my beginning today. <laughs> to say, you know, you, you, can, you can talk about it all you want. But talking about it is not going to make it happen. It's all about today. Your, your beginning is always today. You can begin today. If you have an idea of a great business, you can begin today. If you're just you know, walking around with that proposal in your bag and you're somehow thinking that one day you're going to wake up and it's just going to pop out of your suitcase and become the real business, forget about it. Forget about it. Forget about it. Forget about it. Listen to what Jesus says. Hebrews 3 verse number 15. While it is said, it says, it says, Today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. Today, if you will hear something leap in your spirit. Today, not tomorrow. Today, if you will sense the anointing, the presence of God. Today, if you will sense God talking to you, whispering in your ear about the decisions you're supposed to make, changes you're supposed to make in your life. The Bible says, do not harden your heart. Don't postpone it for tomorrow and say, I will obey tomorrow. It says today, don't harden your, if you hear that voice, because God is speaking to you today. And, and you know, in most cases, when we act on time, timelessly today, it is because God wanted to do something. Look at that thief uh, that was crucified next to Jesus. Because after he repented immediately today, you know, we, which was his opportunity for a new beginning. Jesus says to him, Assuredly, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. Many of us, we miss our todays because we keep on postponing. There are certain moments, the, 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 the Bible calls them the rega moment. This is the kairos time where God appoints a minute, a second that is crucial and critical, where you've got to move with speed and act on what he prompts you to do. Because there's something that he wants to do also today. Just to do there's something that he wants to do today. Look, there are many of us even, we are intimidated by the size of the dream that we have. And we are thinking, oh, there's no way that this thing can, can happen. You know, there is a lot that God can do in a second. If God in six days created everything that, that there is. <laughs> Listen, you must not limit creation to what was physically there. Because when God was creating trees, he was also thinking about money, chairs, 
tables. <laughs> it was everything. In other words, everything that we, when we discover something new, it's new to us, not to God. It's like when God said, okay, this is a man, this is a woman, right? They are going to become one flesh. He was thinking families, kids, nations, cities, everything. And we discover it for the first time. Wow, we are able to conceive and have babies. It's not God is like, duh. <laughs> so the minute you move, there is a lot that you can activate. Now, now God instantly, when we can just obey him to the, and, and stop postponing. Oh, somebody once said procrastination is the theft of time. Stop delaying crucial and critical things that must be done today. There's a lot that if we can just think about doing it, and that's one of the things that I, I want God to help me with, to say, God, help me this year, not to postpone matters of today for tomorrow. Because already I am putting pressure on what is supposed to happen tomorrow, which is supposed to be my today. Because then tomorrow, I will have to still be dealing with things that were supposed to be done yesterday. And postpone the things that are supposed to be done today. And as soon as I postpone them to tomorrow, they are no longer today. They are also yesterday. And, and uh, you know, it, I'm just causing confusion in my life. May God in this season and in this year grant us the grace and the wisdom to be able to make decisions now. If God is expecting me to move now, may I have the grace to move now. If I have to make a decision now, I have to make a decision now. If I have to read that book, let me read it. And now, and because tomorrow there will be another opportunity for another uh, book that is supposed to take me to the next level. May the demon of postponement be destroyed and crushed in the name of Jesus Christ. Many of us would have been far by now if we did not postpone things. <laughs> I'm, I'm so grateful. You see, if there's one decision that I'm proud of. Super proud. Shame, if I can say so myself. Not in a bad way, right? I'm just using English. Don't be too deep, you know. Pride, Mfundisi, is not good. If there's a decision that i so grateful I made was to get married early in life. Oh, wow. I was like, wow. Every time I'm grateful, I'm thinking, oh, I'm turning 45 this year. I'm married. I've got two kids who are about to go to varsity. In two years' time, Wandisile is going to be Going to varsity, three years' time, Nati is following. Not three, two years, because she's doing grade 11 today. In, 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 uh, and I'm grateful. I'm not even 50 yet. So by the time I hit 50, I don't have a child to take care of. You are done. I'm not dropping no school, kids to school. Eh? I'm so grateful because... It's, it's something that I felt like I needed to do and I wouldn't be where I am even in my calling. Because for me to be standing here preaching like this, I have a wife somewhere who is preaching as well. Seasoned for this time and opportunity. So in, in other words, if I, don't if I didn't decide back then, probably there was go just going to be a few things that were going to be delayed. Let me close, Vassalan. So don't be afraid to start small. Don't be afraid to start small. Don't be afraid to start small. 
And, and, and of course, when I'm saying small, small is not absolute, right? Because you don't have to be as small as me to be small. Because your small can be my big. And my small can be, can be your big. So do not allow what the next person is doing to intimidate you. You, you, you need to know you're small because there are other people who say, oh, we started small. After we got married, we stayed in a flat. I'm like, dude, there are people who started in a back room somewhere or at home. There are people who started somewhere. And your small was, I started in a flat. That's a small, that's your small beginning, but it is only prophesying your great ending. Your small says, as long as you are going to look at what you are beginning and beginning with as small. Because here's what is driving South Africans crazy. Our small achievements, we are too quick to think that they are the end result. That's why, particularly us as blacks, the first tender I get, because I thought that was the harvest, right? It's like, you must know that I got a tender. You must know, I'm going to show you. I mean, that's your beginning. And your beginning is supposed to be the seed. It's like, the first thing you get, you buy a Range Rover, or a V-class, that thing is a killer. Oh, you don't even, you know, it's, it's sad. It's sad. It's a very sad reality that we are living with. It's like, why hurry? Why don't you take that as your beginning? I'm beginning. It's my first tender. Yes, it's worth millions, but it's my beginning because I'm looking at these millions as small. And that is just going to say to you, then if your attitude is like that, there is a greater ending that is waiting for you. That's why when the Bible talks about Isaac, the Bible says, and Isaac sowed in that land. When there was famine, the Bible says, because that is a small, you take a small thing, you sow it, you whack it, you just focus on it, you whack it, you water it, you cultivate it. And the Bible says, and the man began to prosper. And then it says, and then he continued to prosper until he became very prosperous. Those are the three main stages of prosperity. So, but many of us, with the beginning of our prosperity, we go wild. I mean, these are just the signs that you are going somewhere. You are not there yet. It's your beginning. So you will need to be careful to make sure that when you are beginning, make sure that you don't mix the two. Your harvest time and your seed time. That's why you can never put your marriage under the pressure of comparing it with a marriage that is five years older than you. Ah, you see, I want to start small. Because there's the good, small, and seemingly insignificant things that we are doing in the beginning will produce great results at the end. The Bible says in Job chapter number 8, verse 7, Though your beginning was small, yet your latter end would greatly increase and abundantly so. It is going to increase abundantly. Even though 
it was small. So you might be here and saying, Bamfundisi, you said, you know, we are studying afresh, so what can I expect tomorrow? Listen, my, my brother, listen, my sister, it is still a small beginning. And, and I know that many of us, we, we are thinking maybe all that I'm going to do, I'm going to just focus on Jesus for the next 21 days, and I'm going to be praying, and I'm going to be hungry, I'm going to be listening to worship, I'm going to be reading the word, I'm going to be, you know, thinking about quite a lot of ideas, I'm going to be writing thoughts on the channel, it looks like there's nothing much that I, I am doing. But let me tell you, the Bible says, even though that beginning is going to look like it is small on the outside, but there is something potent about it. There is something great and something big about it. Because as you proceed with the rest of the year, the small seeds that you have sown at this critical moment of this year, you are going to begin to experience them just mushrooming all around you. You will then experience results. Let me tell you, we are not just going to expect results simply because, you know, we said this is the Jesus year. But it is going to be out of the critical decisions that we are going to take today. So I am declaring upon our lives that even though we are going to start small, if that idea is going to start on a piece of a paper. That dream is just going to start from that one meeting that you are going to have with that person. Yes, it is the beginning. Yes, it is small. Yes, it is seemingly insignificant. But it is out of it that God can be able to do something great and something big. When a person landed after six days of creation, probably when they looked around, they were like, oh, all I see is just a forest. All I see is just water all around. All I see is just the sun, the moon. But they did not realize that one day there's going to be an Elon Musk <laughs> who is going to say, let's travel to one of these planets <laughs> and let's make money out of it. <laughs> They did not realize that one day there's going to be a chair out of that. There's going to be a table out of that. So many of us, you, you are going to have small beginnings and you are going to have that one meeting. You are not going to understand, Bazalwani, that out of that one meeting, probably there are millions locked in that 30 minutes discussion with that, but because beginnings are pregnant with hope. They are pregnant with destiny. They are pregnant with opportunities. They are pregnant with something greater that you can be able to experience in your life, Bazalwani. Let me just to say this, uh, let me just say this as I close. We can decide today because here is what the Bible teaches us. The Bible teaches us that Jesus is not just Jesus by name. As we are saying this is the Jesus year, you need to understand how pregnant this beginning is because Jesus is not just Jesus because this is just a nice name to have, but Jesus is the true beginning and Jesus can be my true beginning and he can be your true beginning this year. It can begin as a simple decision that you know what this year maybe 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 in the previous years I've made my beginnings to be many other things maybe maybe the business idea that I had I thought it was my beginning but this year I am here to introduce a new kind of beginning I am here to introduce Jesus to become the beginning Barcelona the Bible tells us that he said in his word introducing himself to John he says listen John don't just think I am Joseph's sons I am the beginning this is what Jesus Jesus says. He says, I am the beginning. And I thank God that John noted that down to say, Jesus is the beginning. And it means he is the true beginning. Listen to what the, the English translation, how it puts it. It says, the Lord God says, I caused all things to begin. 
and I will cause the end of all things. So in other words, if I am going to associate myself with Jesus as my beginning, he is the one, he is the one. It's not like I am the one beginning things, but he is the one who is going to begin this business idea in my heart. He is the one who is going to begin this crazy thought that I am going, as I focus on Jesus. Jesus is not just in the business of spiritual matters alone, but he is also very much involved in the matters of destiny, in the matters of calling, in the matters of businesses and ideas and dreams and opportunities. And as I am going to fix my eyes on him, guess what? He is going to be my beginning. He is the one who is going to cause things to begin in my life. Because many of us, as you are listening to me, probably you are saying to yourself, but what kind of beginning can I have, Mfundisi? But let me tell you, the safest beginning that you can ever have is not just an act. It is not just something that you are going to do, but the greatest beginning that you can ever have, his name is Jesus. In other words, my beginning is a person more than an act. My beginning is not just an act, but my beginning is the person who begins things. So if I associate myself with that beginning, he can be the beginning of my blessing. He can, be, he can be the beginning of my breakthrough. He can be the beginning of my promotion. He can be the beginning of my business. He can be the beginning of my marriage. He can be the beginning of all the opportunities that, that I can ever have. If I can fix my eyes on Jesus, Jesus is also going to begin things in my life that I never even thought I can start. You can see yourself as an employee, but Jesus can put a seed of a dream in your heart. Jesus can just give you an initiative that is going to open doors for you and give you bigger opportunities if we can just choose to make Jesus our beginning if we can make him our beginning listen to what the scripture says I'm going to close with this one Hebrews chapter number 12 verse 2 it says looking unto Jesus who is what the author and the finisher of my faith looking unto Jesus fixing my eyes on him why because if there's one thing that Jesus specializes on it is to begin things he specializes in becoming an author of dreams an author of families an author of marriages an author of ideas an author of blessings an author of favor an author of open doors an author Mazalone, all of us in most cases we look at ourselves as ordinary human beings we, 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 we walk up and down not looking at ourselves as if something great can come out of us until we encounter Jesus. Until we encounter Jesus. And he says, I am the author and I am the finisher of your faith. In other words, the good work that he begins in us, he promises that I'm going to finish it. In other words, he says, not only am I going to begin things, if you make me your beginning... I'm going to come back and finalize what I have started. In other words, it is not going to be by power nor by might, but it is going to be by the spirit of the living God. Because if I am there, beginner, Bazalwan, in other words, it is up to me to make this business to prosper. It is up to me to receive that promotion. But if Jesus is my beginning, what does it mean? I'm going to depend on him to open those doors. I am going to depend on him to elevate me in a, in a true sense of the word and we need to look to Jesus turn to your neighbor and say look to Jesus let's stand on our feet say look to Jesus say fix your eyes on Jesus if we are going to look to Jesus as our beginning 
Number one, we need to love him unconditionally. Just tell yourself that if Jesus is going to be my beginning this year, I'm going to love him unconditionally. The Bible says you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart. With all your Many of us, we've been in a relationship with Jesus, but it was superficial. We loved him, but with conditions. I love you, Jesus, but this and that I will never do. But if we want to look to him as the author and the finisher, if we want to trust him with this year, we need to, number one, love him unconditionally. Because Peter thought he loved Jesus. Until one day he confronted him and he said, Peter, do you love me? And Peter said, yes. And Jesus, because he has expectations if you love him, he says, then feed my lamb. Then he comes back and he says, Peter, do you love me? He says, yes, Lord, I love you. He says, feed my lamb. And he comes at that time, he says, Peter, do you love me? And Peter at that point took offense. He was like, there must be something wrong with the way that I love, or I thought I loved Jesus. And he says, in Bosque was away. Feed my lamb. So this year, I'm challenging each and every one of us. Let's look at ourselves and how we say we love Jesus. Is it conditional or is it with all of my heart and all of my soul? Own up to your shortcomings. Not necessarily sin. But things that you know that you were supposed to do them in a certain way. And you're always taking shortcuts. And you're always avoiding to be challenged and stretched by God. Unless you own up to those shortcomings. Own up and acknowledge and say, God, forgive me for all of my transactions. Forgive me for being lazy. Many of us, the reason why we are where we are, it is because of laziness. Postponing. Delaying. Lacking diligence. Always taking every project and opportunity lightly. Not being faithful with a small little. And many of us, that's where we need to begin this year. And say, I want to overcome laziness. I just want to own up to that and say, I'm going to be diligent as from this year. Lord, it, it begins with owning up. Owning up. Let's own up to our lies. <laughs> just acknowledge that, of I was just living my life from a chance, cutting corners, lying to this one, lying to that one. And today I own up to my lies and I own up to all of the dodgy things that I was involved in. I just want to be an open book before you and overcome all of the opponents of your faith. Fear, 
doubt, double-mindedness. You cannot experience great results this year unless you overcome fear. The Bible says a double-minded person receives nothing from God. I need to overcome being apologetic. Already God spoke to me. I need to overcome that because it causes fear. I am thinking, I don't have to, I don't have to do, oh, what are they going to say if they are seeing me doing this in this way? I, I want to hide it. But somewhere at the back of my mind, it's out of fear. Especially fear of being condemned. Have you ever experienced a situation where you are afraid of being condemned for the things that God is doing in your life, that you, you have nothing, like, I have been, it's because I've been criticized a lot in my life. Being born at Delma, small town, trying the best to just break through boundaries. And at every level, criticism all around to a point that I have mastered how to hide. Because I'm avoiding to be seen as this person but that's what people always say, to a point that even now, I struggle. And God, I'm glad that God spoke to me to say, stop being apologetic. What? I mean, it's as if I'm saying, God is not supposed to do great things through me because, you know, it's like, you know, can you imagine if your child, you want to buy them PS5, and a child comes to you and says, but dad, don't buy me a PS5, you know. The neighbor's child does not have even a PS3, so may us keep it low-key. Even if we buy it, let's hide it. No more. I need to overcome. And I don't know what it is that you need to overcome. Probably rejection. That's overcome. Anything that is just causing your faith not to flow. Just learn to overcome. And lastly... Just keep his commandments. <laughs> Especially because of the first thing. Because he says, those who love me must keep my commandments. Trust Jesus. Just trust Jesus. Just everything that he's going to teach you and speak to you about this year. We are going to be focusing as Builders Church. This Literally, we are going to take that scripture. We are going to look to him. We are going to study Jesus thoroughly. And we are going to hear his words, watch his actions, and learn from him. So in this season, take every commandment that he gives you. I am reminded of his mother, the first miracle that he performs. They run out of wine. And Mary comes to Jesus and says, hey, paperiloi wine. And Jesus says, hey, woman, what does this have to do with me? I'm just invited, just like you. And she looks at them and, and says, young kid doesn't chair like me ends. Everything, the commandment that he's going to give to you, just do it like that. And when they obeyed, what happened? The vessels kept on filling. This year, let us be about the commandments of Jesus. I'm just going to keep his commandments. I'm just going to keep his commandments. Let's lift up our hands. 
Thank you once again for listening to the message today. We trust that you were blessed by it. Please do subscribe to our podcast to receive new messages every week. Thank you very much and keep on building.